I live in a smallish town where high school swimming is kind of the culmination of where anyone is ever going to get. And I, um, didn't make it on the record board and was really upset about it. And so I I decided to, I guess, show myself and maybe everyone in our small town that high school swimming is not the end all. So that's kind of where I, I started. And Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories, where we explore the human side of the superhuman feats of endurance swimmers and those who support them. I'm marathon swimmer and coach Shannon Keegan. Do you enjoy Marathon Swim Stories? Tell a friend about it or leave a review with your podcast provider. Want to give some feedback? I'd love to hear from you. Shannon at intrepidwater.com. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, Joelle. Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories. This is new. I just started saying this recently. Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories. Tell me, what's your story? So my story, um, well, I, so I'm, I'm in my 30s right now, but I started, I swam um, USA, like competitive swimming as a little kid, mm-hmm. and I swam high school, and I live in a smallish town where high school swimming is kind of the culmination of where anyone is ever going to get. And I um, didn't make it on the record board and was really upset about it. And so I I decided to, I guess, show myself and maybe everyone in our small town that high school swimming is not the end all. (laughs) So that's kind of where I I started. And um, what town? Yeah, sorry. Oh, it's just what town? What small town? Oh, I, I am in Brigham City, Utah. So I'm about an hour north of Salt Lake City. So, mm-hmm. okay. Awesome. Um, so I, I think it's a big town, but it really, it's, it's like 18,000 people. It's not a very big town. So, <laughs> um, yeah. but so what, uh, where did, where did, where did you go after high school swimming? Um, well, I actually just kept swimming on my own. And because of the, um, a lot of people would like tease me and be like, well, why are you swimming now? Like you're done. What are you going to do with it? Why, why work out and torture yourself? Because the, if you're not competing in swim meets every day, then, then why, why torture yourself with workouts? And mm-hmm. for me, the workouts were actually kind of the most fun part. And so, because I was not a sprinter and I discovered that after high school, that I was not right. a sprinter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can uh, think I had a similar experience. So yeah. Tell me, tell me. So I, 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 I don't know. I started open water swimming in 2011. Um, so about 10 years ago now, um, I, and I was terrified of open water swimming, absolutely terrified. I was on a study abroad in ANSI France and I was like, well, let me try and swim in the lake a little bit. And I swimming out to the buoy, like physically wasn't hard, but was mentally terrifying. And that, so I, that's, that's really where I started. And then I, I realized it wasn't quite as terrifying as I thought. And I started swimming in reservoirs just around, around where I, there are two or three reservoirs within half an hour of where I live and started swimming in company. Like I did not, I mean, my, my sister and my mom, like on a, um, on the beach or on like a kayak next to me, but no swimmers in the water with me. Wow. Um, 
that does take a lot of courage. I find so I, myself in open water. <laughs> so, so my very first, I would say real open water swim. Um, we have a lake that is six and a half miles across, um, bear Lake, um, mm-hmm. right on the border of Utah and Idaho. And it's 19 miles long. And my sister and I decided to swim across it. And my, my, we, my sister swam across it with me and it was both, both of us. It was our very first real open water experience beyond swimming to a buoy. And I, my, I loved it and my sister hated it and hasn't really done one since, even though she like is very capable of long distance swimming. Um, but because she was, she was scared of like what was underneath and like, Mm -hmm. you know, the grasses that were touching her and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but so we swam, that was my first really open water swim was, um, and it was in a thunderstorm the last hour actually. Oh my gosh. So it was not, I think that's really what pushed my sister away, but I, I don't know. I, kind of liked the thrill of it and wanted to push myself more. So yeah, that's a beautiful lake. When my husband was in school in um, Salt Lake and when I was working in Idaho, so we would do the drive. Anyways, we camped there a few times. It was way before my open water swimming days, mm-hmm. but I just, re- I remember thinking it was cold at the, at the time. That was a cold for me, <laughs> but it's so beautiful. I just love it. So did you it did the width, the, the six so mile I did width? The, I did the width, the six mile mm-hmm. and a half mile width. Um, yeah. And the water is what well, we, I kind of call it the Tahoe of Utah. I mean, cause it's that crystal clear, bright blue water. So that's beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah. So that was our first experience. So awesome. Been what? <laughs> so you, you loved it. Sister hated it. I have a similar situation with my sister. <laughs> so we actually, we had, we wanted to get into open water swimming and do something hard, but we hadn't we didn't know that there, I didn't know, and that there was this open water swimming community at all. And so I picked the only swim I had ever heard of the English channel. And so that, so that swim in the storm across Bear Lake was actually our personal test to see if we could do something longer. And we had actually already, um, paid our deposit for the English channel. And my sister pulled out and didn't get her deposit back. And I, I didn't pull, pull out. And so I swam across and back Bear Lake. So that, that same, like I swam a double width, um, 13 miles as my six hour qualifier, um, in the last day of October, um, or not a lot October, the last day of September in 2011, so that I could wait until it got cold enough for my, it was 61 degrees. It wasn't quite 60, but (laughs) Wow. Did you have any trouble with the cold or any, any learnings like without a community kind of to learn from, where did you get your information or how to prepare? I, so I, I didn't really get information. I really went into this, not knowing at all what I was doing. Um, so I, my parents had a, bought a really ancient, like a 35 year old motorboat that they could bring mm-hmm. next to me because they thought, well, 13 miles is a little long to paddle if we've never paddled before. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know that paddling with a kayaker was even something at the time because we right. were so inexperienced. Yeah. yeah so they just idled next to me in a motorboat and we did a cross and back and I, I had Gatorade, but I also didn't realize that on longer swims, people usually eat. And so I, I really didn't know what I was doing at all. And, but I did my six hour qualifier um, and the water was like glass that day. Um, the, the air temperature was actually mid 80 degrees. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So it was, so the cold water didn't bother me because the air temperature was so warm. And right. So, right. Yeah. Um, which was misleading because my yes. actual, my only, <laughs> my very next open water swim I ever did was the English channel. Oh, wow. And okay. So I, you did pool training all winter? I did pool training. Yes. I, I did not do another open water swim of even one mile 
up until the English channel. Um, just pool training. I mean, so I I did like a 10 mile swim in a pool, but I, which was a long way for in a 25 year pool. That's a huge testament of your, um, your mental fortitude, I would say. (laughs) So, well, and he definitely got some, you know, I mean, that long in a pool, people like, why are you swimming for five hours in a pool without stopping? I mean, definitely some, some weird (laughs) looks and weird comments, but yeah, but to push through all that, I think, like I said, that's a huge test of your mental fortitude. <laughs> so, so, I, so that was kind of, that, that's what started it really. So. And then and next year, 2012. So, that, that so when... 2012, I went to, to England um, mm-hmm. for, for the English channel. And I, there was another person in Utah that I had been told, oh, this person did the channel like a week before. And so I found him on Facebook and sent him a list of questions saying, Hey, I have no clue what I'm doing. What did you do for food? And tell me a little bit about it. And he gave me a list of some tips he did. And, um, that instead of trying to use like a pole with a basket to, you know, tie your water bottle to a rope and like, mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Why wouldn't I have thought of that? And, um, gave me a few tips like that about five days before my swim. And, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> We, and I did all the, all the tips that he did. And I was very thankful that I contacted him. And now I'm, now I'm friends with this, um, with him and we, we have trained together and that, um, but I, the first other than playing waist deep at the beach in the ocean, my first ever ocean swim was the English channel. Wow. I, I had, so I, um, so I swam in, it was September 3rd. So it was, um, still right middle of the season. It was pretty warm that way. Um, but I waited for a week and a half and I, because the weather was so bad and it was just high winds and just rain and it was really cold weather and just miserable. So, um, so I, and so I actually missed my window oh, no. um, for swimming. And then, so I was bumped back into, um, to a spring tide. And so I had just, you know, the stronger tides and that, um, I had also never done night swimming because I had never done any open water swimming. Right. So I started at two in the morning. And so when they told me like, okay, the water's going to be cold and it's, and we can't go up to the beach. You have to jump out and swim to the beach. Like that right there. I about had a panic attack. I was like, this is not what I was expecting. <laughs> um, and I don't know what I was expecting. I, I just didn't really know anything. And I, I was yeah. 20, I was 24 at the time. So I was young enough that I naive that, okay, sure. I'll just go do whatever. Right. Um, but I, so I jumped in and I, got a salt, mouthful of salt water and the water was so cold that I, I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't do this. And I started hyperventilating oh and it gosh. took me a good like 30 seconds to, okay, calm down. You will get used to the cold. You're going to, you knew it was going to be salty. Yeah. Just, just go for it. And so it took me, I mean, a good 30 seconds to like really collect my thoughts and realize I can do this. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that was my, my start of open water swimming. <laughs> So how did it go? Did you found the beach? You started, I take it. I found the beach. I, I definitely, um, but as I calmed my breathing down and found the beach, I definitely like, I'm, I'm a, I, I'm a religious person. So I like said a prayer, like, Hey, God help me do this because I, I don't think I can, mm-hmm. uh, if not. And, um, then yeah. And I started and, and I realized as I got into the rhythm, I like, Oh, this isn't so bad. So it was really just that first minute. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I, because I was so scared of the swimming in the dark at the time, cause I never had the, the English channel, like they, they lit up the water all around me. And like, it, 
as soon as I got out to, to, I was with, um, Reg and Ray Brickle on the Viking princess. And as soon as I got out to the boat and like, Oh, it's not dark anymore. And the boat is, you know, 10 feet from me. And like, I can do this. Then my parents were both standing right there. So, nice. so as soon as I got into that rhythm, it, it really wasn't, um, wasn't that bad. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, how did it go? Um, it, it was, it was great. It was again, also things that were misleading that I didn't know of. So I had never seen a swim track to realize that people swim in an S shape. And so when it was finally light, um, hours later and I could see the land, I was like, Oh, like, cause I wasn't looking for the land. I try and never look ahead of me and oh. I never want to know the distance. But at right. one point, like as I breathed, I could see the land and I was like, Oh, well, it's like next to me. It's not <laughs> like in front of me what's going on. But I was like, but it's super close. And you know, three hours later, I'm still not touching the land. Cause I didn't realize at the time you swim in an S shape. And, mm-hmm. um, so, so just like things like that, that I, I had no clue of, I didn't know what to expect. Um, but, and, and the main thing that was hard for me was the cold. Like the, I didn't get where I, I train at high elevation. We we're at 4,200 feet. So 4,200 mm-hmm. feet. And so the breathing wasn't hard, but the cold, I, I was freezing that entire swim. So I was like imagining blankets and like sitting in front of a fire and drinking hot chocolate the whole yeah, time. Yeah. The cold was, um, the weather had been cold enough. It dropped the water to drop like a degree or two just in that week from when my friend had done it to when I did it. And so mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was 15, between 59 and 61, which for a lot of people is not that cold. I had never been in the ocean. I that is really, so I was, it's, it was cold. it's a long time to be in that kind of water. You really do have to warm yourself mentally from the inside you know like if you're gonna feel the cold that's how I think of it it's like that you're warming yourself from the inside out you know but yeah, like that's, that's you've got to kind of endure I love the mental like what you were saying about sitting by fire yeah, like yeah thinking of like hot chocolate yeah warming my insides out like you said so um in fact they they did at one point um warm my I had Gatorade with honey um, um <laughs> I, I put like a huge like you know probably a cup of honey in each bottle of Gatorade so you have huge amounts of honey but they did put it in the microwave and give it to me. He did at one point when I was like, I- I'm cold. Can you do something? And so they gave me my a heated Gatorade and, um, which, which helps. So, yeah. so yeah. Um, and then I, so, and I, so that was my, my first experience and I finished, I didn't, I finished right at the cap green a, so I finished yeah. at the cliffs. So I just, I had to climb out on a rock. Like I didn't have the, a beach, like yeah. if you were to finish it like with sand or that. So, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, so that, yeah, that was, and I, I mean, it was, I, other than the really cold that I was not used to, I guess it was like not super eventful. I mean, I got one jellyfish sting, but not, not, a, not a huge amount. And mm-hmm. so, how did you kind of fight through that cold, you know, like knowing it's cold and like knowing the boat's right there, you could just get out. Why did you keep going? Um, because I have very much the, the attitude of no one's going to tell me I can't do something. And so That's like, it, to me, I felt like it would be worse than like, well, why would I get out? Because it's cold. Like I'm not tired yet. I mean, like, I mean, in, compared to the cold. And so like, why would, why would I get out? Yeah. Um, and so I, I guess just trying to, trying to be mentally stronger than like the cold and mm-hmm. just telling myself that. Um, I also through the night, I think once the day came out and the sun came out and you were closer to France and the water slightly warmer, it wasn't quite so cold. Yeah. Um, then, but definitely towards the end of the night, I had the, uh, I, I like musicals. So like the lame is even the darkest night will end and the sun will rise. Like that was going through my head. Like yeah. it, it'll, it'll get light and it won't be so bad. And, and 
And you're right. Like sun comes up and you, you get more energy and it, you warm up a little bit. And mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. So you finish you're in France. Well, you have yeah. to go back to the boat. How did, what did your parents say? <laughs> um, my, my mom like said, well, I know that you have a lot of like willpower. So she's like, I knew you would do it just like, you knew you would do it. My dad told me until the last couple of miles, he was like, I don't know if she'll do it. I just don't know if she'll do it. I don't think she can like, this is far. And so he said it really until the last couple of miles, like he honestly was like doubting that I would do it (laughs) because we didn't know that that was a thing that was like done. And that it it just seemed so out there that my dad said until the really, until the last little bit, then he didn't think I would actually do it. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. Um, did you, with that, with the weather, weather, you know, like getting pushed and everything, did you meet other swimmers and stuff while you were in Dover? I didn't. So uh, again, I, family. Like, I was so naive with everything that I, I didn't know that there was like a training group in Dover or that people yeah. swam in the Harbor. Cause to me, like, why would you swim in a Harbor? I mean, <laughs> right. like, so, I totally get it. Grew up in Colorado, you know, so I'm with you. It's like, wow, so, yeah, so like, like, so I'm <laughs> lake swimming. Like I, I had no clue about anything ocean or yeah. cold water. So I, yeah. Um, so I didn't even know that that was an option. So I, I mean, I found again, a pool, I found a pool there to swim in while I, a 25 yard pool that I trained in for the week I was waiting, but, but n- did not set foot in the ocean once until I swim. So, but my, my sister was with us and the next day she was like, I just want to play at the beach. Like we've got, done a lot of churches and castles and she put her toes in the water and this is cold. I'm not getting in that water. And like, I know it's cold. Like I was in there yesterday for 12 hours. Yeah, but so what did you, what did you decide after, after the English channel? Um, for the first couple of days, I like, you know, you, you can't move your arms. And I was like, like this is, and it took me like probably a day or two to thaw out. So it wasn't until like a few days later that I was like, wow, like I did this and this was actually kind of cool. I wonder what yeah. else there is out there. Yeah. Um, and so then I, I got in touch with my, my friend more, um, now he's my friend. I guess we, we became friends after this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he told me like, well, did you know there's this California one you can do too? And so, so then I started to get into the open water swimming community a little bit and finding out there were all these other things out there and all these people you could train with. And, um, so we signed up together for Catalina Island to do the next year. Oh, cool. Um, and then we, so then I found a training group of three people, um, just that live, you know, within an hour of me. And we would meet up at this reservoir once or twice a week mm-hmm. and just do a sunrise swim. Um, and so for, you know, five to 8am or so, and swim a couple miles. And we, so then I, I had, um, swam a lot more like open water just that summer, swam in just reservoirs. And you know, we would do, you know, five or seven miles once or twice a week. And, um, so, so I did Catalina the next year, um, in August and this, my friend came out and so I did mine August 12th. He did August 14th. So we mm-hmm. watched each other's finish. And, um, but that one, I, I felt like I was much more prepared for because I had found some, I found some social media, like groups. I found a training group. I had swam, I swam in a lake pretty routinely throughout mm-hmm. the season. And so I was, I was much more prepared for that one. And mm-hmm. so as I, um, and I saw, like, I had seen some tw- swim tracks of people doing it. And I was like, oh, well, and this one's straight. So you're not swimming like an extra, you know, six or seven miles. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so I knew what to expect a lot more um, mm-hmm. for the, the California one. And the water was like, you know, it's it's not warm, but it's not the English Channel. Right. And so so I was a lot, I think I was a lot more prepared for the, and a lot more confident going into the California um, 
Catalina Island swim. Um, until we got out there, I, again, you start, I started at midnight and there were flying fish. Like we got out there and like all these flying fish started. And I was like, what on earth is happening to the water? <laughs> oh, they're just flying fish. It's fine. And I was like, okay, well, like, again, I swim in a lake where there's nothing but trout. <laughs> like, yeah. scary. And so, and they're like, well, there's nothing to be scared of. I mean, they're filming shark week, like right now, 10 miles away, but that's 10 miles from us. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, we're filming shark week, not very far away. And like, so then, um, and then a sea lion was chasing these flying fish. And so, and again, like, I was like, okay, well, a sea lion and flying fish might not hurt me, but if a sea lion is in the water and flying fish are in the water, what else could be in this water? Yeah. And so, and as they were shining the spotlight on the rocks, like, and you want me to jump out with all these animals, like, <laughs> and then they're telling me, oh, well, you have to swim through the kelp and it'll feel like something's grabbing you, but really just keep swimming and you're fine. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I, I don't want to jump in this water. So the, the crew, they, I guess I didn't know this, but they told my parents were my crew again. Um, but the, the boat crew, I guess, gave me a nickname of like the, the timid, like the timid person or something. Cause I, <laughs> I took a good, like five minutes just standing on the platform. Like, okay, I, I need to like gr- work up my courage to jump in with all these sea lion and flying fish. And, um, and the kelp were definitely somewhat terrifying as it felt like something was grabbing my, my grabbing <laughs> kelp. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but then that swim was, um, I swim, I had bioluminescence throughout the oh, whole night. Cool. That swim. So like That's every cool. pole, I was like, like a firework show in my face. So that was really, really neat. And my family said they could see like the outline of my body just with the silhouetted by the bioluminescence. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was really neat just cause I, I had the bioluminescence and then right around sun, as sunrise came, I had, um, I had dolphins swimming dolphins. just a little ways away that, that, um, I could hear them constantly underwater. And my family would tell me they were there. And if I lifted my head up, I could like kind of like see, but they were far enough away from the water. I couldn't see very well, but I could hear them a lot. Mm. Um, so that was, um, yeah, something with dolphins and the bioluminescence. So I think that was, and that was the swim where I also, because I had never been in the dark still, cause I, even in the lake, I hadn't ever done a night swim. And so mm-hmm. the English channel still was my only night swim, but they lit the water up all around me. Wow. And so yeah. for the first half an hour, I, they kept lights on for me. And then finally the boat crew was like, so we need to be honest with you here. The lights are going to attract sharks. And so, and I was like, Oh, well, okay. Like <laughs> turn the lights on. And so I, so the first like half an hour swimming in like pitch black with seeing nothing but the glow sticks on the boat was pretty terrifying for me until I realized like, I can't see anything but these glow sticks and the bioluminescence. Like, mm-hmm. and then I got like, and then it was so peaceful. And now I actually love swimming in the dark because like, it's just peaceful and there's nothing but me. And so, yeah. and so I, I realized like swimming in the dark was, can be a really peaceful experience. And so I, I hadn't experienced that before because I had never swam in the pitch black. And so mm-hmm. I, so I really like, I mean, it's, it's still great when light comes, but I realized like swimming in the dark can be peaceful like when you're in calm conditions and you're just going and there's nothing yeah. else mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that so very cool um, did the wind pick up or anything any trouble with your feeds anything or um, it- so <laughs> I, I actually so I had some major shoulder problems um that my shoulder just was hurting more and more throughout and just the and the water wasn't super cold but it was cold enough that um, that my, it was affecting my shoulder. So, I mean, so that was really painful. So having to just kind of mentally, okay, my, my shoulder is going to be okay. I just need to keep going. Um, my, my feeds were okay. Although I had a sister on the boat who was throwing up the whole time, who was like somewhat distracting for my parents who were trying to like 
take care of her as she's throwing up the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. um, and it wasn't even seasick. She actually found out it was she, a food allergy, but she, oh, no. she works on a boat. So she was like, why, why would I be sick? I work yeah. on a boat. But um, anyway, so that was one of the more distracting things. Um, but that one, so I have four siblings and because, and I'm the oldest, so I was young enough. My siblings were still high school age. So my whole family came and they all came on the boat with my parents. Oh, wow. And so <laughs> my brother said the weirdest thing for him was he went to bed and I was, you know, just right next to the boat on with on the right side of the boat swimming. Mm-hmm. And he woke up eight and a half hours later and I was still, <laughs> still, next to the boat, still doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So to, something that from a different perspective that I hadn't thought of, he's like, it was weird. Like I slept a full night and you're still there doing the same thing. And so that was kind of interesting to hear my brother's perspective of it, but mm-hmm. so, yeah. um, and then the finish on that one was, I mean, it was, it was light, you, you know, the, you finish at the beach, um, the, I mean, there was, there was an opening in the kelp. So they're like, no, like there's an opening that you're not going to get grabbed by the kelp. It's light. Take your time. Just swim through there. Um, I had my friend who was doing it two days later was on the beach with his family, um, oh, cool. just waiting. Um, and so that was, that was neat to have like people that I knew there and to, to greet me at the finish. And I grabbed my rock that on the English channel, I was finishing like at cliffs. So I couldn't grab a rock yeah. to take with me. So I grabbed my rock to take with me. Um, and I, um, I did actually pull all the skin off to my fingers as I didn't realize like your skin is so soft. Any like bump can. Right. So yeah. actually have scar- like it was such a small thing at the time, but I actually have scars on my hands from, from that one that oh, I wow. can tell people, well, this is a scar from when I swam 21 miles. Like, yeah. so, but How'd you get the idea to pick up a rock? My, my friend told me, so like, okay. he was like, Hey, you're supposed to pick up a rock to like show you finished. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know that, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I just picked up the rock, stuck it in my suit and swam back to the boat. And yeah. um, then on the boat, on the way back, we saw dolphins again. So then oh, I could awesome. see you like, actually be like, Oh yeah, this is what was like what I could hear while I was swimming. Mm-hmm. So that was the wildlife on that one was really neat. Um, just the mm-hmm. bioluminescence and the dolphins and, and the flying fish and the sea lions. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That was neat. And then um, what was next? So, so then as I was new to all this, I was told, well, you know, if you do this third one, then you, it's like makes up a triple crown. And I was like, oh, well, let's try it. Yeah. So I, so I applied for Manhattan and I, I got in, um, to the, uh, they had, it was when they still, it was Manhattan Island swim. It wasn't mm-hmm. 20 bridges. Yeah. And so I, they had three waves of about 25 swimmers. And so I got into the second wave and my friend was actually, I was like the second swimmer on the second wave. And my friend was the last swimmer on the th- first wave. So we went different, uh, he went the weekend before I did. Um, but we still train together. Um, is this the next just, year then you did this it, was the next year. So, I, so this was 2014. Mm-hmm. So I went to Manhattan, um, in 2014 and that was the first swim I had ever done. That was like, it wasn't a solo. It was yeah. with people. So I thought that was really neat to like, I mean, I you know started to meet people that were, you know, like I talked to like a lady from Ireland and a guy from Spain and from, you know, mm-hmm. Canada. So that was neat to talk to all these people. And, um, and I was used to, when you do like, I don't know, races that are with people that like they're, they're your opponents. Cause it was you know in a pool and it was like, right. Yeah. And so, so the camaraderie I thought was really neat as we're all riding the boat from the pier to like the starting point and like, everyone's just chatting and everyone's laid back and it's already daylight <laughs> instead of starting in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was really neat. Just the camaraderie. Um, and then, and I, I was so surprised at how like informal it was. So they're like, well, I guess you should jump out of the boat now. And then right. they're like, well, should we just start or should we do a countdown? And so one of the swimmers, like, as we're all treading was like, well, let's do a countdown. And so like, they did a countdown. They're like, all right. Well, so they did a countdown, I think from five. And then they're like, okay, well, let's go. 
and it was like so informal that and I was like wow this is like so different than like you know diving off the starting block with a buzzer like where it's mm-hmm. like you you start exactly when the buzzer goes off and so that so I, I thought it was I liked it because it was mm-hmm. like we're racing kind of but I mean it's really so informal um and so, so I really liked that. And I actually, I breathe to my left, which, um, I think more people tend to like for a swim, I mean, I bilateral when I'm training, but in a swim, I always breathe to my left. Interesting. Um, and so I, so I got to watch the like whole Island and because I breathe to my left the whole time. And so that was really nice to see, um, like not just about with like, and the scene never changing. Um, so that was really neat. Um, but I actually really struggled the first little bit on that one. They, the meeting before the race, they said, well, we're short on kayaks. And so is there anyone that would be willing to swim without a kayak? Um, so, so I said, sure. I've, I've never swam with a kayak before. So I'll <laughs> have a kayak. I didn't know that's because the boat isn't next to you. Oh, and so, like you're feeding boat with your crew because it's such a busy, all the rivers are so busy. They sometimes have to go out into the deeper water or into the you know middle while you're at the edge. And so I didn't know my boat was going to not be next to me. And so I was just, so for the first, I think three hours of this one, like I was trying to spot off people and like, and I, so, and my, um, so one of my feeds, my dad was like, you are way behind everyone and you're not going to make the cutoff. Like, cause, cause that one, if you have, you have certain times, you have to make certain bridges. Mm-hmm. And so there he's like, you're not going to make the cutoff. You're going to get pulled. Cause you're not swimming straight. And, and I was like, well, I, I can't tell where to go. Like there, there, I have nothing to like watch. And I was trying to watch a boat that was, you know, you know, 25, 50 yards in front of me and, and where's their kayaker. So mm-hmm. finally some guy came next to me and was like, so I'm an extra kayaker. I don't know why they told you there aren't enough, but like this person I'm paddling for has two kayakers. And so do you want me to switch and be your paddler? And so after about three hours, I had a paddler come join me and wow. I caught up to the group and because they call it the hell's gate where like you just mm-hmm. get stuck in, um, but from the east to the Harlem River, you just get mm-hmm. stuck in like a whirlpool. So the people that got there fast got stuck in that for an hour yeah. and <laughs> gave me time to catch up. And I was only stuck in it for 10 minutes before the tides switched. And so, so I caught up to the group. And once I had a kayaker, it was much, much better. Um, and like went how I expected, like I, I could go straight. I could just look at my kayak. I didn't have to try and spot off of everyone clear ahead mm-hmm. of me. Um, yeah. So so that was that was the hardest thing for me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, just that first couple hours where I had like no, no guidance. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's um, really cool. Um, yeah. Anything else from okay. that one that was interesting? <laughs> um, George Washington bridge when it seems close is really not close. Like we, we <laughs> yeah. came out of the Harlem river and I was like, in the Hudson and I was like, Oh, the bridge is right there. Like we should be under that in an hour. And then like two hours later, you're not. And then I was like, like, it just seems like it takes forever to get to that George Washington bridge. So then yeah. when I saw the, the new trade center, the freedom tower, I, that, cause that's about where you finish. Then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I need to not do what I did with the George Washington bridge and realize like, just cause I can see it doesn't mean I'm almost there. Like I still have quite a ways to go. Right. Um, yeah. And so the thing that surprised me on that one was uh, towards the finish. Like we were all like a lot of people were all a minute or so apart from each other, which I was surprised on a swim that long that we would all be right. close. And so, yeah. so like towards the end, like I had one or two people, people pass me. I passed two or three people because we were all like so close, which I was surprised on a swim that long that we would be that right. close. I'd expect you to be you know, 10 minutes apart or something. And mm-hmm. we weren't. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of surprising, but I, and then at the end, like 
you all get out on the pier and there's a big party. They all have together. Like they provide dinner and which instead of just getting in your car and going home. So I thought that right. was really like the camaraderie of that one. It was, and like, I've stayed in touch with some of the people from that swim and great. So that was kind of fun. So, yeah. What does your um, town think of you at this point? You've done the triple crown. You were, <laughs> so, <laughs> they thought it was all over after high school swimming. <laughs> so, so actually after the English channel, we have a like small town newspaper that comes out, you know, once a week, very small. And they, they did a, like the whole front page was me. It was like the English channel. <laughs> That's awesome. so, like, picture with me with my arm out with a sailboat in the background like with the sunrise like really neat picture and it was mm-hmm. like took up like the whole front page of the small town newspaper um after the English channel so then after that because it's such a small town the editor like would email me like hey tell me when you're doing your next swim yeah and so, like, posted an article for the California one and for the triple crown one and they did a whole explanation of what the triple crown means because wow. you know, you're not in this open water swimming community it doesn't mean anything right um and then actually at the end of the year in December, when they had stories of the year, the triple crown one made it in a second time is like, this was the story of the year. So, so, um, so it was in the newspaper a lot, like people, but like, I was always wearing a swim cap and it was like always a swimming shot of me. And mm-hmm. so like when people like see me at the pool, still training, cause it then, or like it, the local reservoir training, they'll be like, wait, like, who are you? And then they're like, wait. And I'll tell them, and they're like, are you that person that was in the paper for the channel? Like, yes, that, that was me. <laughs> so, but um, so it's kind of neat. Cause like I, I coached youth swimming too. And so I had some like kids join our, my swim team just because like, Oh, we saw you in the paper. Let's join your swim team. So that's very that was cool. kind of fun to like, you know, have kids that were like eight or nine, like join the swimming just because of that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Have you inspired any other open water swimmers in your community? Um, I, so I coach high school swimming too. So I did convince one of my high school, um, swim teams to do a relay for, um, Bear Lake that, that like I, that got me mm-hmm. on my started swimming has a yeah. race the third Saturday of August every year where you swim across it just, um, it's six and a half miles, but they, they call it a 10 K cause it's close enough. Yeah. Um, and I did convince one of my high school, um, groups of three boys to do a relay, um, across that. Awesome. Um, I think that I've, I've, ha- I've tried to push some other kids towards it and they always say that, you know, I'm, I'm scared of the grass and the fish and everything that's going to get me, but, but I did convince one group to do a relay, which was kind of fun. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And they beat me, which they were like, Are you <laughs> and I was like, no, like, I'm glad you beat me. Like, cause I, I was their coach. I want to see them succeed. And so, so exactly. I thought it was fun to see them beat yeah. me. And yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So 2014, you finished Manhattan. That's that was a while ago. <laughs> it was a while ago. Um, you been up to so, anything since then? Well, so I had shoulder surgery in 2015. Oh, yeah. So I, I didn't do any any long swims. I mean, I did, you know, training just, you know, in the pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't do any long swims 2015. Um, 2016, I did so Bear Lake, I did the length of it, which was 19 okay. miles. Um, and I was the so I was the first person to ever do a double width of Bear Lake. And so mm-hmm. and a couple men had done the length, but I wanted to be the first female to do the length. And so I did that in 2016. Um, and that was actually like my hardest one, even though it's the lake I train in all the time. And I'm so familiar with that water. Um, I, I was nauseated and like lightheaded and dizzy the whole swim, oh, um, wow. because of wow. the exhaust from the boat. And so mm, yeah. I was breathing in the exhaust the whole time and I just got more and more sick. And, yeah. um, but I was like, this, this swim is like, should be so easy compared to these other ones. Like I'm not going to stop So I mean, So I was, I, I was sick and I was just like, my time was a bit slower than I had was hoping for, but I, mm-hmm. I finished it even though I was not fast. Um, but that was actually the hardest swim, even though it was a local one. And I just had, um, a, the person that runs the, the race 
who is kind of the head of our local swim club. He did the boat and my parents were my crew, mm-hmm. but that was hard just cause I was so sick from the exhaust fumes. And yeah. so I, I like the boat to be on my right. So I can breathe to my left, but I, I, that's when I learned, I might have to learn to bilateral breathe on these long swims, not just in a mm-hmm. pool. So mm-hmm. If I need to have the boat on the other side, so the exhaust isn't like blowing in my face, I can do that. Right. Um, yeah. So I mean, it was uneventful. Like the water was like glass and it, conditions were fine, but like, mm-hmm. I just felt so sick on that one. So, so I've never started on a swim before, but I threw up like the moment I got out on that one, just cause I, oh, just really? felt, so. oh yeah, I can imagine. I think of that lake as having a lot of boat traffic. Was it, did you go at a time of year so, when it wasn't? I mean, the, the boat traffic is really bad. I mean, within, cause it's, it's what big enough that like, if, you, if you're within half a mile of the shore, Okay. Then the boat traffic, like, especially around the marina, it's really big, mm-hmm. but we started to swim at 8 PM. And so swam through the middle of the night and I finished at, you know, 7 AM. And so there, there was no one out in, on the, in the dark. Um, yeah, on that yeah. So, um, so there wasn't any boat traffic on that. And then, um, I have had some boat traffic on there before. Cause when you do like the width, you start right by the marina. And so yeah. you have to swim past all the boats coming out of the marina. So we just have to, I don't know, we, we're just careful with the Like the kayak is like two feet from me instead of like 10 feet and just put the orange flag up and flag people yep. down. And we definitely have to like stop and tread for a second. Like, Oh, that person is not slowing down. Like let's let them pass. So that we're safe. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right over. exactly. Yeah. So, cool. Um, That's awesome. I'd love to, I've, I've thought of doing that lake before. Maybe I'll talk to you if I come that way. <laughs> I, I swim across it. Um, now, not just on the race day for the width, the six and a half miles, three or four times a summer, just as a training swim. And yeah. it's, it's quite far. I'm a lake swimmer at heart, like ocean. I, yeah. it's not something I'm, it's cause I don't live by an ocean. And so right. Bear Lake is by my go-to water all the time and it's That's clean great. and the reservoirs are not clean, right. at least not like that. So yeah, yeah. I, I love swimming there. So yeah. Awesome. But, um, yeah, <laughs> where I went for the next little bit. Um, and then I, I had the opportunity to crew um, for one of a friend that swam the length of Bear Lake and then the swam the length of Tahoe. So I guess I did that in um, one of those was in 2015 when I wasn't swimming with my mm-hmm. shoulder. Um, but that's kind of what gave me the idea of, oh, I didn't realize people swam the length of this lake. Let's let's try it because I was his yeah. crew. And um, that was terrifying because we lost him after a feed. Oh. So like his kayak was next to him, but the boat lost him and we didn't find them for 45 minutes because oh, no. it's black. And so like every like little light, we're like, oh wait, is that the headlamp? Is that the headlamp? And then it turns out like, oh no, it's the cabin at the edge of the lake. And so, oh, right. we, so it took us half an hour to find them. So that was actually my scariest ever open water thing was when I was crewing for someone and we lost the swimmer for 45 minutes and like they're stuck in the middle of the lake with no support boat. <laughs> so, right. Did but, they have a kayak with them or nothing? They had a kayak with them. Okay. Okay. The kayak but yeah, but the- said he wasn't panicked because he thought we were like refueling and didn't know it because we couldn't find them. <laughs> so yeah, but, but that was actually my scariest open water experience was <laughs> when I was the yeah. crew for someone not like in the water. Right. But, um, so yeah, that was kind of the next couple years. And then I, um, I discovered the ocean seven and thought, well, I did the triple crown. Let's try for the ocean seven. Um, but I, but I, I didn't do anything for the, so I started say, so 15 and 16 and 17, I was kind of saving up money for some of these swims. Cause I'm, I'm a school teacher. So I have to <laughs> save up money for these. Yes, exactly. Um, so I teach like, you know, swimming lessons and coach on the side so that only my co- swimming money is going to swimming. That's, that's oh. the rule I have for like my husband and I is I won't spend my salary on swimming. I will only spend like money I make from swimming, like coaching on and swimming. swimming. There you go. Yeah. So, um, 
so I, um, 2018, I went to, um, attempt Molokai mm-hmm. and I, um, I was really worried with like, like shark with got shark shields, like the sharks on that one were what terrified me the most. Cause I've heard like, that was the same year, a couple months before me, there was like drone footage of like a lady being circled by sharks and then actually being bumped by sharks before she was pulled out. And I was like, it was like a month before I went. So I was like, oh my gosh, like this is terrifying. And so I got a shark shield, uh, like just set it up to like um, rent some for the swim, Um, started the swim. And it seemed like it was like, you know, pretty good conditions. My brother and my mom were my crew. Um, My my brother swims and like pool swimming, but, and and he's done like a mile or so open water. And my mom's always my crew. So I had good crew on that. And um, I got it halfway across in eight hours. And I was hoping for a 15 to 16 hour finish. So I was like, oh, this is, this is great. Like I saw him in the dark. I, um, and then a current came and I saw him in place for hours. And then finally, finally they stopped me after a long time. And I, I kind of try and keep track of time a little bit by how many feeds have I done? Cause I do a feed every half hour. Mm-hmm. And by the, at one point I was like, I know I've done more feeds than 15 hours worth, but <laughs> I've done enough now. I don't know exactly where I am, but I was guessing I was around 20 hours. Mm-hmm. And, um, so my, my brother was like, Hey, wait. And I'm very, when I feed, like I have a feed and then I put my head down and go and I don't stop. I don't talk. I don't want them to tell me anything. So I started to put my head down to go. And my brother's like, wait, we need to talk to you. And I was like, mm. <laughs> don't tell me I'm going backwards. And he's like, well, that's exactly what's happening. And I was like, and I was kidding when I said that he was like, Oh, so so I was going backwards. So, and he told me, he's like, we let you fight in place for, you know, eight hours and we let you fight. And now you've been going backwards for like two or three hours. And he said, the the current is just too strong. The boat is now actually getting pushed backwards unless they go into a stronger like motor, like Mm -hmm. they can't even go forward. So we're going to have to pull you. So I was really upset because they like, they told me they're like, your stroke rate was 60 strokes per minute, like at the start. And now 19 hours later, it is still 60 strokes per minute. And so I was really upset on that one because it like was, it was the conditions. And so I got pulled on that one. Yeah. Um, I thought about it. I was like, well, I have never done 19 hours before I have like, so, so I started, I tried to look for the positive, but I was so bummed that like, okay, well I had this swim and he's like, yeah, you should have had a, you know, 16 hour finish. And 19 hours later, you were not even halfway across. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So, but I, I guess at least I knew I could swim longer. 19 hours. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's the positive. So so I, so I was pulled, but I, but at least I knew it wasn't me. And so, um, but I also, and that one, I, I had like lots of jellyfish stings. Um, I had like, I even had like a sting across my lips. So my mouth was swollen oh, and, um, I didn't, I discovered sea lice. Cause I, like at first they were like, Oh, be warned, be warned of the Portuguese man of war. Like, um, those are brutal. And so I got a sting and I was like, well, this isn't that bad. And then like two minutes later, I got another one. And then like, they're like, Oh, that's, that's sea lice. You're going to feel that constantly. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then when I actually got stung, I was like, Oh, that's what they were talking about. (laughs) But, um, so I also knew I could, I don't know, get stung by jellyfish and be okay. And so, um, so that, so that was my, my, I don't know, my experience on that. And my, and I, I swam with, um, with Matt who was like, he was great. And he was like, no, you really like, you should have like mother nature just didn't cooperate today. Like you Mm -hmm. were, you were fine. And so, um, 
so I, I was like, well, I'll have to come back and try it later, I guess. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. then I went, I actually, I went to Sugaru. Um, I wanted to attempt that cause I was my, I really was trying to do two that year. Um, wow. and I had never done two before. So I went to Sugaru, um, also in 2018 and, um, to swim on that one. And I actually didn't make it that year. So I, I have had two, two attempts I didn't make and they were both like <laughs> six weeks apart. And so I was, oh, me, that was, it was a little devastating. Um, Sugaru was, was me. I, I got super sick and in fact, the crew was like, you're moving fine. And the conditions are perfect. Like, why are you getting out? And I was blacking <laughs> out to the point where like, I, I couldn't even see the boat. Oh, and so wow. like, physically, like I was, my, my arms were fine and I was stroking fine and my speed was actually fine. But every feed I was, I was like, they would like throw it and they'd hit me in the head. And they're like, well, why didn't you, you didn't feel the rope. And I was like, no, I didn't feel the rope and I couldn't see it. And they're like, well, oh, wow. can you see the boat? And I was like, well, occasionally, like I'm, I'm kind of blacking out. Oh, geez. Um, my parent, my parents who were my crew again, were like, yeah. um, we, we feel like if, if you're blacking out that badly, like from our standpoint, you look fine. Like you're stroking fine. Your speed is fine, but we, we probably ought to pull you. And, and I, I didn't fight it because I knew like, if I am blacking out, I, I, I probably shouldn't be doing this like kind right. of dangerous swim. Right. And so I, yeah. I got pulled out on that one, but but I wasn't super upset because I could tell like something is wrong with me and mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't push through, but the crew spoke, I even, they had a translator, but the English was so limited. Like they were so confused. Like you were swimming and you were moving. <laughs> and, like, the conditions are perfect. Like, why are, why are we stopping? Like, like they finally, they were like, are you tired? And I was like, no, I'm not tired. Like I wouldn't get out if I'm tired. Like you're going to get tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, um, and we figured out, so my, uh, my dad is definitely like a, we're here. Let's see things while we're here. So we actually did a really long hike that day and it was in like 104 degree weather and with limited water. So I, we think I was super dehydrated before. Oh, we oh. Um, you hiked before the swim. Yeah. Because my, my dad, <laughs> I don't know, he's a very strong personality and like, Hey, we're here and we're never going to be here again. So we need to do this now while we're here. And so it was, it wasn't mm-hmm. like a hike hike, but it was like, you know, walking all around this city right. and this park and there were hills and like, and it was, uh, still steep and I don't know. So, so I think I was dehydrated. Yeah. Um, but I also learned about food. So I love the Japanese food, but it's also very different than what I'd, I don't know. Japanese food in America is different than Japanese food in Japan. Yeah. So it was like raw fish for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And yeah. it's like, was, it was delicious, but it's, I'd never had it before. Not yeah. To that. yeah. I think it was also just, I, so I woke up even that morning, kind of feeling like I just feel a little bit off, but I was like, eh, maybe it's nerves. But yeah. I don't normally get sick from nerves. And so I was, mm-hmm. I was sick a little bit. So I think it was the food. Mm-hmm. I also learned like a hot plate and pasta is not a heavy thing to pack. And right. <laughs> pasta so if I, so like, so I actually am, I was supposed to swim Sugar again in 2020 and with oh, COVID right. happened. So I'm, they just this week actually emailed me saying I'm on the list for 2022. So I am waiting to hear back when my window is. So yeah. I've learned with, with Japan, like I will bring a hot plate and pasta so that I can have food that I'm used to and I won't hike the day before. <laughs> right. Right. And drink lots of water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so that was, I don't, so that, so that was an, a really hard summer for me because I, I had yeah. two like six weeks apart, just swims that, that were failed attempts. One, one due to weather and one that was, that was me. And yeah. Yeah. And I was very much like, I won't quit under any circumstances. So it was really hard. Like, Oh, there there was a circumstance like I got pulled and then I was like, but then people are going to think I'm a quitter. And like, 
do I, does it mean I'm a quitter? And then I was self-doubting. So that was actually really hard. That was yeah. a hard that way. Um, yeah. So then I went and just did some other local, like even just like, like a week or two after like, okay, I need to do this like 10 mile swim in a lake just to prove to myself, like I can do this. So I do like this. So it was just yeah. a 10 mile swim in a lake, like not as long, but like, just like, okay, I can still do this. I'm fine. Um, and then actually I COVID hit. So I, um, so I was supposed to swim Sugaru in 2020 and that didn't happen. So yeah. <laughs> kind of waiting on that. Oh, I guess I did Gibraltar. I forgot that was 2017. I did Gibraltar. Oh my gosh. Wow. I did do. Cool. So I was hoping by, by 20, like 20 to have like five of the ocean seven swims in. Mm-hmm. And I, I still only have three, <laughs> but, um, but, I, was... but Gibraltar was, that was fantastic. The, like the Mediterranean was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I swam the end of October. So I, I swam with two English, uh, gentlemen, the, the weather had been bad. So I, I was signed up to do a solo. And they said, well, our season is only like two weeks left and we have this many swims to get in. And so you guys are all here and the weather's been bad. So we're going to put you together, even though you're not quite the same speed. So you just need to stay with whoever the slowest swimmer is. Wow. Um, (laughs) That's some pressure. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, like if I'm the slowest, like, am I going to be holding everyone back? And so I was a little worried about that. I I actually was the fastest of the three. Um, and two of us were about the same. Um, but but it all worked out and it was actually a really positive experience. So there was one person who he had learned how to swim with this in his, like swim in his mind. And they were both from England. They were friends. They came together. And so they said they decided to learn how to swim like two years before that. So they could do this swim. And this was their first big swim. And so one guy like was, was fine and one struggled, but he finished. And so we would swim a little bit and then, Oh, he's a little bit behind. So we would just stop and tread and just chat like while he was catching and That's so, fun. and the conditions were perfect. So there was no current, which I know current, there can be strong currents, um, on the Gibraltar, um, swim, but we didn't have current. So they let us keep going. And so we would just, we'd swim and then we'd chat while we were letting this other gentleman catch up. And, and then at the end, we, we all chatted on the boat after and like he, and we, he finished it. And like, and I, I think it was really positive because, um, because this other person was struggling, we were able to like cheer him on and like, look, like you're just swim to us and like, you can make it to us again. And then like, okay, like don't swim like to Morocco, swim to us. Yeah. So it was yeah. Really positive and we had pilot whales that oh, came cool. up and like, um, like a pod of pilot whales that can't came up and swam right next to us. And, wow. and even though it was like October, it was, you know, Southern Spain. So it was still a really pleasant sunny day. And, um, so, so I really enjoyed the Gibraltar swim and I, I don't, I do these swims like just to show myself I can do them. I don't care what my time is. So, I mean, I, I have like a rough, like, I'd like to finish in this time, but if I don't like, at least if I finish it, that's my goal. And so we finished slower than I had planned, but I got to like make friends with these people and kind of hear their swim story. And so, so I, so I really liked that swim just because it was such a great experience. And, um, so, so Gibraltar was really fun. And then we toured Spain for for a week. Yeah, very cool. So that sounds like a fun, yeah, like social, like the social marathon swim. Yeah. <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> like, okay, let's swim and then we'll chat for a few minutes because we're trying to encourage this other person on and support the other person on. So, Great. so that was, um, so yeah, that's, I don't know, that's kind of, and then next, my next one is looking forward to Sigari again. And yeah. I, um, I guess I did sign up. I'm also for the 2023 season, I signed up for uh, the Cook Strait. Oh, so wow. I'm in contact with, um, with Philip Rush for that and mm-hmm. for that. So, so that's 
so I, so that's that yeah those are my swims and I kind of where I'm hoping to go from here very but. cool how was the pandemic for you in Utah um weird as in like I I saw on the news like everything was shut down but in Utah like especially where it's a small town and it's a very and where the pandemic became so political in the U.S., like very conservative mm-hmm. area, like life seemed very normal. <laughs> so, Interesting. Yeah. I would see on the news that like things weren't normal, but um, mm-hmm. but for us, it seemed very normal. And I'm a school teacher, so so school shut down, and I was teaching from home. But we still had to go into the school and teach, mm-hmm. or so for at least the first little bit that we were shut down until they realized mm-hmm. it was going to be for the rest of the school year. Um, yeah. But where I'm the swim coach for the school, I the our, my principal said, well, you, I mean, cause there are two of us that are like co-swim coaches. Mm-hmm. So he said, as long as you're not alone in the building, as long as the two of you go together and you're like on opposite ends of the pool. So you're kind of spaced yeah. out, like, yeah. you can go swim. So I actually had more pool time Oh wow! <laughs> during the shutdown than like whenever, when all the pools were closed, yeah. Um, yeah. because I was a swim coach. And so I could just go when it was closed and swim. And so I could go swim for hours with alone in the pool without having to share the lane with anyone. Um, and then I did start open water swimming much earlier, um, oh, that yeah. season because, mm-hmm. um, then they were like, well, while we're going to take advantage of the pandemic and while the pool is closed, we're going to regrout all the tiles and fix everything. And so they, um, shut the pool down. So then I start, I have a reservoir that's five minutes from my house. Um, oh, that's great. Um, and so, so I started swimming in the reservoir in, in May, which was a little bit colder than what I was used to, but it, it helped me um, prepare for cold water. And so I, so I actually swam. I mean, I think I was swimming probably 45 miles a week all summer. Oh, wow. 2020. So <laughs> wow. just so I saw him, saw him a lot just because there was, you, know, you couldn't go on vacation. You couldn't do anything else. So I swam <laughs> in the local reservoir. I mean, I did, I did some 10 Ks, like just again in the reservoir. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I mean, I, we, I swam, I guess we went up to Montana because we, we drove and I swam in like a little bit, just in some of the lakes around there and some but it, you know, just a dip here and there. I mean, and yeah. swimming some of the te- lakes in the Grand Tetons. Oh, cool, fun, yeah, so, awesome. So yeah, Thank- <laughs> thanks for ser- sharing your story, Joelle. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for letting me share it. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have you heard of the Intrepid Water Accountability Group? We'll support and encourage each other on a private chat platform pursue monthly challenges both in the water and on land, and meet virtually once a month to dive deep on a topic. If you'd like to join a group of like-minded limit pushers from around the globe, join the Intrepid Water Accountability Group. Find out more at intrepidwater.com.